Hello and welcome to the Up Close and Personal Trainer podcast. Shona, how are you? I am great, Emma. I'm really good. How are you? I was okay and now I suddenly feel quite sick. (laughs) And it's just because she's seen my face on Zoom, isn't it? No, if anyone's watching this on YouTube, you'll see that like Shona looks amazing and I just look like <gasps> up. I decided to put some makeup on this morning. It, got it looks great. Red lips <sighs> and some eyeliner as well. Yep, I'm I'm looking good. I've also I'm You are that- now brunette. I pretty much am brunette. Yeah, it's There's absolutely no blonde left. No. I don't know why I'm laughing because I am exactly the same. No, my mum said to me the other day, she was like, you've not even got any blonde left. And I was like, well, that's a lie. That's (laughs) that's straight up lie. I've got quite a considerable amount of blonde left. Okay. Um, But she's just like, she's more of a natural. She also bleaches her hair, but she's more of a natural blonde than me. So I think that's why she felt like she was a bit bit, mm, with Mm. me. Oh, what was I going to say about that? Oh, it's probably because she sees you on Zoom, right? And you My only mom. see you. Yeah. No, she's seen... I've, I've been going for walks with her and she said it. Aww. Yeah. How lovely um, of her. Yeah, my hairdresser has a baby that's one month old. So, fingers crossed, <laughs> he wants to come back to work <laughs> as soon as possible. I, when, um... are we, when are we getting our hair done? Is it like... I, I, they're throwing around the 15th of July as a date, aren't they? Throwing that around. It seems like just this discussion is making me think, remember when we first went into lockdown and we did a podcast and we were like, you know, this podcast is going to be great to just sort of be lighthearted and get people like happy and whatever when lockdowns, that feels like one million years ago. It really does. Yeah. Like that's, that's. I think we started this podcast before lockdown, but then we really, really were like, right, we need to do this, Emma, to make everyone feel good. Yeah. But I feel like that was, that was a different Shona back then. That was a different Emma back then as oh, well. Oh, we've, cha- we've evolved. What's changed then? Um, oh God, what's changed? This is going to think- sound really cheesy, but we're like legitimate friends now. Best friends. Like- like oh best you can't see but I'm like making a really happy face like best friend am I your best friend now (laughs) don't make me say it on the podcast I'll probably get everything feeling like what are you one of those people that throws out best friend a lot like do you have a lot of best friends yeah but for different don't you think like different friends with different friends groups and different things that you would do with them yeah they're not comparable yeah you've got like friends that you go to for different things yeah um who would you say is your best friend and what do they bring to your life oh i don't want to say that (laughs) put me on the spot a little bit is your best friend someone that you've known for a very long time some of them yeah yeah Uh but actually not that long now i think about it like, yeah. I don't think I have really, like, a best friend from childhood. Right. Like, I still have friends from childhood, but they're not best. Yeah, like, I agree with you. I feel like the, the it's quite, I would say it's quite unusual to have a best friend, isn't it? Like, it, like, I, I really had a, 
I've got lots of really close friends, but I didn't feel like I had a best friend. Mm-hmm. And it kind of like was something that made me a bit, oh. but actually oh. I think it's quite unusual to have someone that is person. your best friend. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite a lot on that one person as well. It is. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. And I do has- have, now that I'm saying that, I'm like, actually, I do have a best friend who I met the first day I moved to Scotland. Oh, who's actually, that? She's called Katie. But I think part of it's because our families are quite close and also she lives like three doors away from my parents. Right. And family. she knows you so well because she's known you for a long time and she's seen you grow up. That's yeah. quite nice. Yeah, yeah, like I would say she probably knows me better than like most people. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Oh, that's lovely. That was, lovely. that was a lovely start to the podcast. <laughs> oh, wait, I was going to ask you what you, what you think's changed between like lock lockdown Shona when she went into lockdown and Shona now oh, like, like are you do you feel like you were like a little oh, what is it's not a maggot that turns into a butterfly <laughs> is it <laughs> yeah I was I was an actual maggot an actual <laughs> maggot what did um, they turn into I think what you're Nothing. trying to say is like I was a caterpillar who like went into the chrysalis yes. And then she came out the chrysalis as this beautiful butterfly with huge roots. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's basically yeah. yeah. Um, I think the show now that went into lockdown, like I, I've literally been every single stereotype of lockdown. Like at the very, very, very start, I'm sure I even said it's just a flu. Like I was one of those people. Oh my and- god, I was thinking back to the podcast when we were talking about the rugby, and we were like. Why would you cancel the rugby? (laughs) (laughs) And since then, like, literally the whole world has stopped. (laughs) And I think, like, if we even listen back, there was one point where I was like, my wedding's August. It'll be totally fine. Everything will be back to normal by August. I'll still be able to get married. Yeah, you're so right. Like, we had such a flippant view of what this actually was. Um. So I saw a tweet yesterday and it was quite good. It was like, um, nobody would wear a mask for four weeks. So now we're going to have to wear them for two years. And I was like, that's really sad, but probably quite true. Two years? We're going to have to wear a mask for two years? I don't know, because I, I was speaking to my mum about this. And she was like, well, like, it's not like the virus hasn't gone anywhere. No. We've also definitely not created herd immunity. Uh, definitely not in Scotland anyway can you explain what herd immunity is so I think it's it's either 70 or 80 percent of the population so if 70 or 80 percent of the population whatever the percentage is have already had coronavirus and are then immune to it but also we don't know how long immunity lasts to coronavirus at the moment but anyway let's assume that it does last then it won't spread or if it does it will be very like mild you won't get like many people spreading it because there's so many people that have already had it and thus wouldn't pass it on. Right. So that's sort of like, if you don't have a vaccine, that's kind of like the only way. It seems like a kind of like non-response, doesn't it? Like herd immunity. Like I assume that a lot of people have to die in order for us to achieve herd immunity. And I don't think that's really necessarily the answer, is it? Well, I think the idea is that like the whole flattening the curve is that enough people catch it, but catch it at a rate at which the NHS right. can treat it. Right. That then you do have this herd immunity. 
Yeah. So they're just trying to slow down the spread, not necessarily stop the spread. Okay. Wow. I didn't didn't expect the podcast to start like this. (laughs) To... um, virology experts right mm. here is that what you call it viral, virolog- virologists virology. baby virologists yeah that, do you know think that'd be quite a cool job i think before this people would have been like okay and now they're like oh my god a virologist it's like new yeah, no, star. Sexy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so i've i've uh, i was that person who was like this is just a flu and then i was the person who probably a lot of people went through it that I was like convinced I was going to get it and die. And I was convinced everyone that I loved was going to get it and die. Like the honestly it was like oh, a week. Where I, was, I didn't yeah. know you were going through that. Yeah, I was, it was awful. And then like, I was really scared of going to the shops and I, I wouldn't let Paul, cause Paul's got really mild asthma. I was like, you can't go to the shop ever. <laughs> but Paul, and then like Paul and I were talking about this yesterday like we've both, like Paul's lost a lot of weight in lockdown. He's looking amazing. He's got into running. Um, I've also like got really good at gymnastics. I feel really fit right now because I'm doing loads of running. Like I think a lot of people will have like used this as a as a way to like really assess all their, their health and fitness habits. I think a lot yeah, of Yeah, I hope so. I think there are different groups of people that have like potentially gone the other way like there's some people who are like right okay I'm definitely going to continue with my health and fitness or I'm going to get into it or now's a great time to do that or there are the other side which is people that are maybe like just been sitting on their ass all the time not bothered about the gym overeating etc etc but I do think considering the length of time it's gone on a lot of people did kind of do that in the first like three weeks or so Mm-hmm. And then slowly sort of was like, okay, this isn't a sustainable way to live. And now I feel crap. So yeah. now I'm going to do something yeah. positive. I really hope that that is the case for most people. Because this yeah. should be like, it literally was a virus that affects you if you more if you are unhealthy. Like that's the facts, isn't it? And I think well, that, that should... If you think about it, almost anything is. Like, yeah, if you're fit and healthy, you're more likely to survive anything. Mm-hmm. So I get like it wasn't a surprise, but I do think in some ways it was put across in like an insensitive way. Yeah. Or maybe what? How do you mean? Like, like almost like I don't know, like blame kind of. Yeah, yeah, like in a shamey kind of way. Yeah. yeah and like that so you'd feel guilt. Like obviously I've kind of seen this a bit more from the breast cancer perspective. So being overweight is is linked to a high risk of breast cancer. But I think like the shame not not actually not even the shame it is the guilt that someone would feel because when you're putting yourself through a lot, your family through a lot, like I think people do feel quite a lot of guilt if they if they think that it was preventable. Mm, but that's yeah, not necessarily yeah. the case and you can never say it's not. No, yeah, you no. can never say you didn't survive coronavirus because you were overweight no no but that could no, have been a, absolutely not oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway should we talk about something funny <laughs> yeah let's do it so you sent me a link to an article and the article is called 101 unpopular opinions the ultimate must-see list so 
What's an unpopular opinion, Emma? Well, actually, this was something... As I was reading this list, I was kind of thinking, wait, is the unpopular opinion that that is true or that that isn't true? Wait, so... No, no, no. So this list, some of it I do not agree with, which I thought nope. was quite interesting. Like most but this of list is... So he's saying... Like, for example, one of them is marriage no longer works. That's his opinion, but it's unpopular. Right. Yeah? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But yes, you're right. Some of them is, some of them, like, it just aren't really worded right. Because, like, number 82 just says slacktivism. Like, what does that mean? Does, what does like, it say? Slacktivism. I don't know. What I does that know. even mean? I need to Google this. Slacktivism. Yeah. And then on. number 80 is, like, identity politics. Like, what like you need to follow it up I within think an un- I got bored by that point maybe oh, but see when you get halfway down unless you're like you're really struggling you're so struggling oh um, this is quite an interesting i didn't know what this word meant so apparently it's the practice of supporting a political or social cause by the means such as social media or online petitions characterized as involving very little effort or commitment so is that Which- would you would you count like posting a black square on Blackout Tuesday? Oh yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Mm, well, what has he written? He's just written Slack. Th- that's it? it. Yeah. So there's not much to discuss on that. <laughs> I didn't know that was there was a word to describe that. So there's there's a word for you all, guys. Yeah. Oh god, I really disagree with this. PowerPoint right, is dead. Oh How my god. Dare you? It's so not dead. Also, like he's clearly not done a Zoom quiz. <laughs> He's clearly not seen my EIQ lectures. Exactly. PowerPoint is well and truly alive and thriving. How dare you? Um, so he says, like, okay, let's just address number one. He says Beyonce is overrated. <gasps> like, is that an unpopular opinion? Wait, so he's saying uh, it's like a double negative. <laughs> So the, is the unpopular opinion that Beyonce is overrated and he's actually saying that she is, she is, should actually be rated? Oh, I'm so confused. And then the next one is David Attenborough is overrated and nothing more than a glorified voiceover artist. <laughs> Although, like, let's just ask ourselves a question, right? So if David Attenborough spoke of this, now we're going to look at this little monkey climbing up a tree. Would we all love him no. as much as we do since he's like, now we'll look at this monkey climbing up a tree. Was that, was that a good David Attenborough impression? I, mean, I don't think he normally sort of like, ro- like turns into song as much, but I did enjoy <laughs> that. And maybe that's something he could do. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what about this this one? White people's weddings are uniformly dull and monotonous in all facets. All of them. Oh. <laughs> um, right, well, do you know what? I love going to weddings, but I also like when people do things that are a bit different. So yeah, like, use your wedding as a, a chance to really show off your personality. But at the same time... But why is he... Um... I don't like why is he like white people to be fair I think it's and sorry if I'm wrong about this but I think it's Muslim weddings that last like three days it's like a massive party oh and I think they have could also be totally wrong 
Oh, like a wedding for the bride and the groom, almost like separate. Is that, that right? sounds amazing. Yeah, that really good. It does. Um, I think they they sort of make the most out of that. So maybe what's happened is that he's gone to a Muslim wedding, and then then he's gone to a white person wedding, and he's like, "This is shit." Yeah, we need to like step also, up. We need to work on our outfits. Boring. Yes. Totally agree. Totally agree. Um, and that takes me on to one of my uh, unpopular opinions. Oh, this is a personal unpopular opinion. This is a personal. This is not off the list. Okay. I think more people should wear capes. Okay. How good are capes? Like, I think I want a cape. Because they're unpopular. But However, okay, but what is the use of a cape? And right. what about my backpack? <laughs> you could wear your backpack. You know, you wouldn't wear your backpack over your cape. Under you it. Under your cape. Uh, so cape. At least I would keep it dry. Well, the cape keeps everything dry, right? Because it covers your entire body. So you're talking also, about a hooded cape. Yes, a hooded okay. cape. Also, you could like if you want to like cover up and keep warm, you can like wrap yourself around it. Then if you want to like leave the room in a flourish, you can use your cape to be okay, dramatic. So what I'm hearing is the only thing you can do with that besides like what's different than a normal jacket is to leave uh, the room in a flourish. Yes. Correct. And <laughs> <laughs> But what might what about if you went like if you go to the toilet and you have to like pull the cape round and like tie in a big knot. Like bring it around to the front, tie it in a Not big practical. knot. Also, the cape is definitely outerwear. You wouldn't wear your cape to the toilet. You'd oh, know. okay. Yeah. Um, you're not behind this unpopular opinion, are you? I don't know. I don't know. I, don't, I, don't, I just really don't know. I really don't know. But when you're talking about weddings, there's not much option for men, is there? Like, there's either a suit or a, a kilt. kilt. Yeah. A kilt, yeah. Pretty much. There's only a suit or a kilt. But then when I was at a wedding fair, have you ever been to a wedding fair? They're just like no. a total assault on the senses. Um, I don't know if you'd enjoy it, actually. I think it would be a bit much for me, but overwhelming. So I went to a wedding Is fair. Is it like body power, but uh-huh. with weddings? It so is. Okay, it right. It's like that. And it's like really overwhelming. And as soon as you walk in, like people try and sell you stuff. And then there's like, you walk around and you're like, oh, I didn't realize that I needed that. And that thing costs like three what? grand. You're not having this for your wedding. Okay. I need three chocolate fountains. <laughs> I need a white one, a milk one, and a dark one. True. And a dairy-free one. Um, <laughs> so the dairy-free this- one is just a carrot. <laughs> carrot juice. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I'm not about that. I love not, a carrot. Not the carrot juice fountain. There was this stand that had cloaks for men. Like, so basically it was like a wedding jacket, but the it was a it had a what do you call that? Like the way a trail? No, what do you call that? Yeah, what the one that goes behind the bride? Yeah. Yeah. What's the, that called? Like a train? A train? A wait, train? Yeah, a train. The train of the dress. Yeah, so trail. Like, Whatever you know what we mean. A snail trail. It was a men's jacket that had a train, and it was the most amazing, beautiful thing you've ever seen. 
And I was trying to get Paul to get it, but he wasn't. He wasn't, he wasn't getting it. Oh, how dare he? Okay, well. Um, have you got any unpopular opinions? Probably a lot. What do you mean you haven't done any prep for this podcast and written them down in a list? I sent you a link. What more (laughs) do you want? It sent you the link so that you could react to it for an hour. Um, (laughs) Got me to give you another one of mine. Oh my God, this one I kind of agree with. What? what? Um, I mean, maybe I wouldn't say the last part. So people who call each other hun are intellectually challenged. I mean, that's a bit harsh, but I just don't like the word hun. I use that word all the time. No, I, I, do you know what? I really enjoy it in its sarcastic tone. But As not... in, ironically. Yeah. Ironically using the word hun. Yeah. Um, do you know what I've realised I've started doing a lot is using the word babe in like a serious manner. And I don't know how I feel about it. Right, so give me an example of when you've used it. I say, oh, that's okay, babe. But to like anyone. <laughs> I actually use it a lot. And I think what happened is I started using it ironically. That's what happened to me. Just, yeah, it's just what happened. Now you start like, so just I'll be worried it's going to happen to me with Han. Yeah, it will. It will happen to you, Emma, because I've, I've been known to like say babe to a 45 year old man. Yeah. Come here, babe. <laughs> Hi, Han. <laughs> But the thing is, and this is going to sound awful, but I don't know if I mind being called hun by an English person. Right? Why? why I don't know. Sometimes I just feel it's more sincere. In Scotland, I feel like it's not as sincere. Yeah, it doesn't really suit. It doesn't really suit. You're right. You're right. Now, when I was in six year at school there's a group of girls that used to call each other girl like hey girl and they would say it with the with the r rolled like that so instead of saying hey girl hey girl they'd say hey girl so they've added another syllable yeah g-i-r-o essentially girl and girl hey girl how do you feel about that no not good I don't feel good about that either. I don't really don't feel good about that. <laughs> do you know what I've noticed that's so cute? Every time my dad answers the phone, he's like, hello, John from Gordon speaking. And I'm like, oh, hi, dad, it's me. And he's like, oh, hello, darling, how are you? Every time. Oh, no, actually, maybe he says sweetheart. Oh, posh. Oh, yeah, he's quite, he sounds posh. Sound really posh. Yeah. Uh, hello, darling, how are oh, you? Hello, sweetheart, how are you doing? lovely that's lovely that's really nice my grandma used to answer the phone with her phone number have you heard oh of that? yeah yeah she'd go four seven four one double three <laughs> but why did people do that but i remember like some of my friends had to do that when they answered their parents phone they'd be like hello five four eight one five four like and sometimes they'd have to say things it. like the mcintyre residence i think oh, so no she said so like, this is what my best friend used to say <clears throat> and I can't remember her number, <clears throat> but that's probably a good thing. So she'd be like, "Hello, five four oh one five four, the McIntyre residence. It's Katie speaking." Wow, that's so Every much time. information. I know. <clears throat> I think so that if you phoned and you were like, "Oh, 
Do you say four seven four one double three? I meant four seven four one one three. Okay, bye. <laughs> can you just put me through? Do you mind? It's like an operator, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I know. So weird. Wow. Okay. Have you got another unpopular opinion? Um, do you? Yeah, I've got loads. I wrote them all down. All right, let's hear one. Okay. Um, I don't like French bulldogs. No, me neither. Are they the and ones think- that can't really breathe? Yeah, and that's why I don't like them. And I don't think that anyone should buy them because... They're bred like that, aren't they? Yeah, you're buying a dog that's going to live a life of pain. And as much as you think it's not going to live a life of pain because it's like, it's happy. It's only happy despite the pain, Mm. isn't it? Yeah. Like, they've got really, really flattened faces. Also, I don't think they're cute. Well, that's another thing, isn't it? They're definitely like popular because they're like a status symbol it's like holding a starbucks cup isn't it it's like you, th- you is this the same as a pug yeah you get yeah, it to post right, it on right. instagram don't you yeah but is that the same dog no oh, french right, okay. dog looks kind of like a pug but it's got little pokey up ears as well mm. yeah. Oh, yeah and they snore and they grunt they make loads of noise because they can't breathe properly it's a shame mm. There was once... Uh, oh my God, number 43 on this list. Pugs what? are ugly, not cute. Okay. I mean, we didn't say that. That was the list, so... There. I think some of them can be cute, but I would never buy one because like, then you're just supporting canine yeah. eugenics. What, so this one, and I, this is where I get confused as to if this is like his unpopular... Like, virgins are real. Virgins are real. What, so he believes that, but it's an unpopular opinion. Is that how it works? Yeah. I think this. I think this man is literally. Is a man who's written it. He's literally the worst. Um, okay. So when I after I found that amazing article, which was on Medium. If you ever go on Medium, you get like sucked into like a really deep hole. There's some amazing stuff on there. I will say, but I read an article that was about two thousand words long on a woman who cut her what part of her vagina was it her labia i think ow yeah and i can't like she she did describe it very well but basically she was trying to get over like a piece of wood and then it like split cut anyway it goes into like so much detail about what she learned from this experience actually my only point of this was be careful if you go onto medium no, I, I think like we can we can expand on that point because when you told me that story initially, what I think like the whole point of you telling me that story was that she learned so much from something that seems like a really innocuous thing. Like she cut herself. Obviously, she cut herself quite badly in a really intimate area. But then the the impact that it had on the rest of her family and probably the rest of her life that she didn't actually consider. Well, would I was um extremely surprised she was like it took almost a year to recover yeah and like she could barely walk she had to sit on like a donut ring she didn't have (sighs) sex but so this is what was the interesting part it's like taught her a lot about how amazing her husband was and how patient he was and like they didn't have sex for like six months although then she was like this might have partly been due to the fact he had to look at my mangled labia (laughs) 
<laughs> no I don't think that was part of it but like you know so patient and everything but then yeah. the one bit she was like I, initially I was annoyed at my girls so apparently she had like a 13 and a 16 year old girls who right. found her or who like who were in like her husband wasn't in when it happened and it sounded like they basically did nothing and she's like she huh how did she hurt herself what did she actually do so she was like stepping over it's like a piece of wood that was like what they used to block the dog downstairs or something and it just like <gasps> sounds really really bad <sighs> so much blood apparently blah 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 but anyway apparently her kids were just like quite like nonchalant about it and then her dad came home and and, and one of the kids was just like i think you should go upstairs because i think mum's done something in the bathroom like oh. and then she was like but now i realized they were just in shock i'm like that is the worst excuse like no actually yeah. your kids are not great like yeah. 16 years old come yeah, on have no empathy no you know when you you hear those stories and it's like i think you used to see them on tv more and it's like um, how seven-year-old Charlie saved my life when I broke my leg and got stuck or whatever. And it's like how these kids like completely step up when like something's happened and, yeah. you know, they just stick to the rules, know what to do and all this stuff. Complete opposite. <laughs> like, <laughs> they just like didn't do anything. Like, yeah. I think I remember, not to this extent, but like I think my mum had like hit her head and was like concussed. And I remember like going and getting peas to put on her head and stuff. And I remember been, like, well, I lived in Oxford, so like definitely less than nine. Oh, that's really cute. So, like, yeah, but you can definitely do stuff at that age. I yeah. would have expected them to step up. Uh-huh. Anyway, yeah. she defended them. Well, your, that story made me think of a story my friend told me really recently, and she will remain completely anonymous um, due to the nature of this story. And I think. I'm actually really impressed by her and how like this, because basically something really ridiculous happened and then it made her like put her on this journey of research and she learned a lot from it. So basically um, you'll have noticed, and we talked about this in the podcast, when you go out for a walk and especially at the start of lockdown, if you go for a long walk and you're caught short and you need to pee or do a number two, then like, what do you do when you're on your walk? Like you're totally, because there's nowhere to go to the toilet. So she was on a walk um, and she was like on a really long walk and she needed a number two. And oh. she was like, what? like, and she was nowhere near a house. She was actually like quite central Glasgow, right? <laughs> definitely can't put on the street. So no, definitely can't put on the street. So she was like, what do I do? She was like, she went into cafes and they wouldn't let her in. And then eventually she went into a park, found the most secluded park that she could and took a shit in the park right <laughs> i love how like you've been like really sensitive know, about the whole thing and then took a shit in the park right so when she told this story we all thought it was hilarious blah, blah blah it was very funny and we couldn't believe that she'd done it but she was like she had no other choice like past literally just shit shit herself. yeah so um she Although did that i didn't find like that must have been quite a quick like well I guess she was on a very long walk apparently very long walk yeah yeah okay fair um and then we were all making these jokes about how we were going to go back and find it (laughs) she knew exactly what it was but then she was like then it made her think about all the people in the world who don't have access to toilets 
or clean toilets or even there's like girl young girls in the UK that don't have access to sanitary products and have to not, just not go to school when they're on their periods so she went on this like sort of big long research and then she was like telling us all these facts and statistics and I was like this is amazing and I'm so proud of you for this thought like most people would just never tell anyone that they'd done that but she could literally do a TED talk now about but how you we think shit like, in public. even um homeless people yeah like where do they go to even like have a shower and do like go to the toilet and stuff like absolutely like they'll have to I think people because then it's like oh you can get like you can get fined for or charged for like peeing or pooing in public can't you well I think if it's indecent exposure isn't it oh is that what it is yeah I guess if you're in a park it's yeah it's just something that you just don't think about is it Mm -hmm. yeah I have noticed that more places are doing like free sanitary stuff Mm -hmm. which is great Mm mm-hmm yeah, that is great. And I have noticed things like, I think Tesco, uh, probably all the big supermarkets, don't charge you VAT on sanitary products. But that's just the beginning. The fact that we have, I, I personally think the fact that we have to pay for them is absolutely yeah, bullshit. If you actually add up how much, and like, you can't buy the really cheap stuff because, no. It's uncomfortable, it doesn't yeah. work. Yeah, like, whatever. you have to buy Tampax. You can't buy anything else. Mm-hmm. And how much is like a pack? Like two pounds, pounds fifty, like a big pack. I would say like three pounds. Yeah. And then maybe you want panty liners. Let's add on another one pound fifty. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's so flat. Quite a Yeah, but let's just look at that. Like five pounds. <laughs> let's yeah. say you need like a pack and a half or something, right? Let's say it's seven pounds. Seven pounds, like, every month. And how long do you have periods for? Until you're 50-ish. So you go, you maybe start your periods when you're, like, let's say 13 to 55, right? So what's that? It's 84 pounds a year just for your tampons. Right, times 42. That's um, wait. No, wait. It would be eighty-four pounds. Oh yeah, times forty-two years. But you don't start your period when you're born. <laughs> no, I said forty-two years from. That's fifty-five to thirteen. Oh, okay, okay. Eighty-four right, so times. Four. That's three, three and a half grand. Three and a half grand that you spend just on. Just on something that you have to spend your money on. Isn't that ridiculous? And Wait, is that really how much it is? Yeah, it is. Oh my God, £3,528. Yeah. Like, I think that we should all get a grant for that. Yeah. As soon as you start, periods, as soon as you start your period, the it'll be nice. Or you get, like, when you start menopause, they're like, woohoo, here's three grand. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah, that would be like, well done. Congratulations. Yeah. You reached the end of your menstruation. <laughs> you paid for it. There you go. There's three and a half grand. And that then you can amazing. use that to pay for the therapy that you'll need to go through. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, there's other costs. That, but the thing is, when you start menopause as well, like that could go on for years. Like, and you're getting on and off periods and stuff. So it could be even more than that. 
Yeah. You know what, guys? Just round it up to four grand. I think that's fair. Grand, yeah. And so yeah. should we start a petition? Would that count as slacktivism if we started a petition? <laughs> <laughs> just, we'll just do one, like not even a, a grid post, just a story. <laughs> yeah. Okay, oh. wow. That's a lot of money though. It's a lot of money. Yeah. Oops. That men yeah. don't have to pay. Nope don't have to pay and don't even get me started on the pill or having to take contraception i just I, I, that makes me so angry that we have to take hormones that alter things that are so important to us like you get mood swings depression weight gain all these things and then they tried to bring out a pill for the men and the men wouldn't take it because it had those side effects. Yeah. It's really bad, isn't it? And then also the point that like the pill or the injection or the coil or whatever, free. Don't have to pay for that. Get on the NHS. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And then I always like it's encouraged as well, isn't it? Like as soon as you're at the age where you're having sex, like they're like, oh, okay, what kind of contraception are you using? May as well mm-hmm. go on the pill really mm-hmm. like should that be the first thing that we encourage mm-hmm. yeah i know it's it's really weird it's really weird although i don't don't know how i feel about the other side of that which is the like natural cycles app <laughs> i'm like that <laughs> that's uh risky risky do you think it is risky oh yeah 100 yeah. percent. okay okay like, i have two friends that got pregnant un like unintentionally because they're using that oh because they were like doing it in their infertile period Mm -hmm. or they didn't think that they could get pregnant at that time and then i and then with one of them i had to go with them to get a termination and i remember asking the midwife not the midwife sorry that'd be a bit (laughs) i remember remember asking the um (laughs) probably shouldn't even laugh at that I remember asking the nurse if this happened a lot, and she was like, "Shona's actually crying." I'm just laughing at like the mental image of you, like going to your, with your friend, like for her to actually give birth, and you called it the termination. <laughs> <laughs> would be so savage. Fuck that, that. Okay, me and Emma were talking about offending people at the start of this I know. podcast. Sorry go, if that offends anyone. Sorry, everyone. Right, well, anyway, sorry, continue. Um, yeah, I was asking her about the app and like if that had increased the amount of people that were coming in. And she right? was like, yes. Wow. Like, wow. Yeah, she was like, I really don't recommend it. Do you think that like app was created by some sort of like underground pro-life people? Yeah, potentially. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, hear, um, we got a we got a listener deal breaker. Oh my god! Yeah, I do. How exciting is this? And you can guess whether it was an actual deal breaker for her. So she messaged me, and she's helpfully put it in quotation marks so that I can literally just read it out to you. Oh, excellent. Um. So you met this guy on Bumble during lockdown. You've done a few socially distanced dates, and he seems great. But he has this habit of doing this weird little finger guns motion basically at the end of every sentence. <gasps> Is it a deal breaker? 
<laughs> you can't see but Shane is doing pew 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 like in what just it do you want a coffee <laughs> or like in what context oh I don't think I could unless maybe it was like a changeable trait like but again we've spoken about this before like with the deal breakers it's really hard because you can't just be like oh yeah I think things are going really well too except that um I really hate when you do this at the end of every sentence like oh I don't know if you uh-huh like this is my friend recently went on a date with a guy who's like lovely gorgeous but I've just like wiped eyeliner over my face from laughing um he laughed at the end of every sentence and she found it just so annoying and she just couldn't even go on a second date. And I think the finger guns is like this, that, but worse. Like it's- Yeah, I have a, fr- it's almost like with the laughing, like I don't like that. Cause it's like, you're unsure of every single thing you're saying. Like, yeah. oh, not sure how it's going to get in. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. No, you're not sure of yourself. I think no. that's what's going on. Yeah, like you can always look deeper into these things and. If someone's got like a nervous trait, like I think not a nervous twitch, it's a nervous gun motion. (laughs) Imagine he did that with (laughs) as well with his guns. Yeah, not good. So she she did end it. That's the that's the end of the story. It was a deal. But aside from that, he was like good. Um yep. I'm I was reading through the message. She said I'm, I'm going to say it was definitely more than 50% of his sentences, like not even after a joke or anything funny, or I can't think of a reason why anyone would do that. And I said, I feel really sorry for him. What caused it? Like, I was like, what caused it? Why did he do yeah. that? Um, I'm also not sure I'll ever want to spend that much time with a person who does it to find out the cause, which is fair enough. Yeah. And then she, then she was worried if it could be infectious and then <laughs> she might start doing it too. And then they just be doing this. It time. is. It's like the Hun thing. You might start doing it as a joke and then suddenly you're like bruh, 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 end of every sentence. Yeah, not good. And I, like, I'm a bit of a mannerism sponge. Mm. Yes, I'd like pe- pick up other people's mannerisms and do them myself, which is kind of weird. Wonder, I'm sure there's some therapy that I need that will tell me why I do that. But there we are. Oh, Wow. Okay, I have another unpopular opinion from this list. Okay. Do you know who Gary V is? No. Who's that? Oh, that won't work so well. Okay, what, like, what number is this? Um, it, all it says is, Gary V talks for hours and doesn't say anything. Oh, is he like an Instagram Yeah, like people think person? he's like, yeah, kind of motivation, kind of business, kind of just like life. Like he'll say, what I found with him, like when you watch it from a more critical eye, like without knowing he has any followers or anything, for example, it's really just like, it's often a really simple thing, but he says it in a way that makes it sound profound, which I think is quite a good skill. Um, It's a really good skill. And and when you take that, when you sort of see that that's what he's doing, you're like, oh. Okay. Yeah. So do you think it's like he's definitely got a, a target audience and it's like people that aren't that bright. It <laughs> mm. can't like read into what he's oh, saying. I think it's people that really want to be like rich, build rich right. online businesses. But he might say something like, 
focus all of your effort on something that you really love and it's right. like okay so that, i mean that's probably a good thing to do but yeah. i'm not like blown away by that mm-hmm. or just yeah says so stuff in but then sometimes i'm like that's all we do in fitness is like say stuff in different ways and explain stuff in like slightly different ways so that people can understand it or that people like resonate with the way that you explain something more than someone else that's really interesting that you say that because you post every single day and I never feel like you are repeating what you're saying like I always feel like it's a it's a new thing that I'm like oh yeah yeah." Mm. but it's often quite a similar thing but said in a different way yeah yeah Uh uh-huh and sometimes simple things do just need reiterated like you can you can especially with fitness diet nutrition training or even different context yeah yeah Yeah. like you can't sometimes you can't see the wood for the trees and you just need someone to be like by the way here's the real tea and then you're like ah there we go um and i and paul just sent me one about joe rogan just like kind of similar to gary I know how we both feel about Joe Rogan. It said, back when I was a kid, you didn't need Joe Rogan. Your best friend had a 27-year-old brother who was a fucking loser who would smoke pot in a room with black light posters and tell you that the Mayans invented cell phones. (laughs) You know, like, I've been listening to some Joe Rogan recently. His thing is that, like, you shouldn't wear masks. Like, he's got this huge thing about not wearing a mask. Because apparently in, like, some states in america wearing a mask is compulsory or like going into shops wearing a mask is compulsory and he's like if you wear a mask you're a pussy and it's this sort of like toxic masculinity bullshit where they're like um like men don't wear a mask it's so stupid because there's so much research supporting the fact that like if everyone wears a mask and i'll be honest like at the moment i don't wear a mask but part of me is because like and this is such a stupid like diffusion of responsibility thing but i'm like well no one else is wearing them so what's the point like if we all wear them it will help stop the spread like there's no doubt about that there's loads of research behind that mm-hmm. but and and even if you just think about it practically like of course it would reduce the spread of course because yeah. you're not breathing on things and nobody yeah. else is uh-huh. um but i do yeah but unfortunately, I haven't act- actioned that yet. Yeah. So have you seen the video of the American woman who's like cut a hole in her mask? <laughs> and she's like, it's so much better like this. But she's like working at a checkout. And someone's oh, like, oh, you've, you've done something to your mask. And she's like, oh, yeah, I just find I can breathe much better like this. It's, I, I've seen that. Apparently, it's a joke. Apparently, it's like a... Oh, does she know as well? It, I don't care. I don't want to know that. I don't want I'm sorry, it. sorry for ruining that for you. But yeah, can Ruin. you imagine like just so you can easily smoke? <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Um okay, here's another one. Nando's is completely overrated, overpriced, and generally shite. <laughs> is that is that on this list? Yeah. What number is it? It's in at number oh, yeah, seventy-three. And generally shite. Um, no, I don't think it's overrated. I do think it's quite expensive though, and I wouldn't say it's generally shite. But obviously, I don't go anymore now that I don't eat meat. But I did oh, yeah. just quite, quite. There I are used... vegetarian options, but I like. 
You well, can't go I mean, to Nando's for the chicken, don't you? Exactly, and it's kind of like, why would I give my money to somewhere that it like pretty much exclusively kills chickens? Like that's their <laughs> that's their business, isn't it? It's like yeah, yes. but babe, you're getting the falafel burger. It's fine. You're not supporting them. Oh, here's unpopular opinion. Falafel is disgusting. It's like eating a ball of dust. Okay, it's very dry. So dry. There's nothing drier than the inside no, of a falafel. No enjoyable part about a falafel. No like moisture. If you buy, like a box of them, you're just like... <laughs> like turn out. And I don't know if you've noticed this. When I moved to Edinburgh for uni, falafel, like Edinburgh is the home of the falafel. Do you notice that? Like you don't really get them anywhere else, but there's like El Falafel and like falafel shops all all over, and they're like sandwich shops that predominantly do falafels. That's really funny. Also, when you start saying falafel a lot, it sounds really funny. Falafel, falafel, falafel. If anyone doesn't know what a falafel is, it's basically a bowl of chickpeas. Is it? Yeah, Yeah, it's a Middle Eastern fast food. Uh, made of a mixture of chickpeas or fava beans, fresh herbs, and so then just clicking the link, <laughs> and not much else because it's very very dry. <laughs> but I think that's where it because then they put like you get a wrap, you've got your falafels, salad in a hell of a lot of some kind of sauce, mm-hmm. like if it's I don't even know what they put in it, but anyway, boom, that's your falafel. Yeah, I think you've been eating them wrong. I think you've just been eating them bare. Okay, okay, I believe you. Um, just on this food topic, right? I went to Paris just before... Oh, yes, I do remember you went to Paris. Remember that? That was a different I life. Do. Went to Paris just before lockdown, and we did this food tour, and the food tour was held by this young Parisian girl. And she, like, started off... She was so lovely, but she did start the tour off by having a rant about, like tourists coming to Paris and wanting to eat baguettes and snails and frog's legs. And why that's why you go. Um, baguette. (laughs) Baguette. So she was like, she she said that and then in the same breath, like literally about 30 seconds later, she said she'd been to London and the first thing she wanted to eat was fish and chips. And I was like, you so you do it too. We all do it. So I, I think unpopular opinion, don't shame people for wanting to eat the basic ass bitch food that's from the location that you're going to. Yeah, okay. that's what you've got to play into the, like, if you're a tourist, you want to eat the local food, like delicacy. Yeah. yeah. What you should have seen was like, while she was saying this, I was quietly hiding my berry and striped jumper. <laughs> and the baguette that you just cycled around with the whole time. <laughs> and the garlic that was hung around my neck. Wait, is that <laughs> Like, yeah, I was also all. just holding like a paintbrush and a palette, <laughs> ready to draw anything that came to mind. <laughs> okay, so on this as well, and I've got to say I strongly disagree with this. Hummus is grated spew made by the devil to convince meat eaters they're buying or they're being healthy. No, right? Okay, so why is why, like, what, what's it to do with the meat eaters thing? Because, like, I know a ton of veggies, vegetarians that eat hummus. Yeah, that's what I mean. Oh, no, wait. To convince meat eaters they're being healthy. Yeah, I don't know if, like, I've not really heard of that. People are like, no, oh, I'm eating all this meat, but it's okay because I had some hummus. Mm. 
I don't like hummus either. I feel like hummus is. Oh, I love it. Mm, I, like hummus, hummus and falafel quite often go together, don't they? Maybe what oh, I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, because it's just chickpeas made in different ways. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, here's one that I actually do agree with, right? Number 83 is people who have not yet had to live in the real world, working a real job and paying for their way, dictating to others on how they should live their life. So like, I was thinking about why is there one prime minister? Why is there just one president? Like, and also, do you know that Donald Trump is 74 years old? What, yeah, why are they all so old? Why they that so wasn't, so when you read that, I actually initially thought of life coaches, but we can come back to that. We can come back to that. But, but I mean, yeah. like, people in politics, they're really, like a lot of them are old. A lot of them are really, really privileged people. Um, oh yeah, and- like they've all been... I think it, there was something and it was like, oh, Gordon Brown was the first president that didn't go to Oxford or Cambridge. He went <gasps> to Edinburgh. And you're like, okay, so he still went to like one of the oldest universities in the UK and was probably surrounded by posh people. Yeah, Like you exactly. go to a private school, you then go to a posh uni where you're surrounded by other posh people. And then you, you know, oh, it was like when they asked, who did they ask? It might have been Boris actually, like, how much do you think milk is? And he was like, I don't know. 20 pounds? Yeah, 20 pounds. Maybe got some change from that. (laughs) Do you remember they asked um, Theresa May about, like, what was the naughtiest thing she'd ever done? Oh my God. (laughs) That's like my favourite thing ever. And then I loved all the memes that came out of it. What did she say? Like, oh, this one time I I was, um, you know, I was with my friends and we went into this, what was it? A field of hay or something. We went into this. We ran a field of wheat. (laughs) Oh my God. No, we wanted wanted to know the story about when um, she drank underage and then ended up getting her tits out. No, but she wasn't. Well, this is why I like, um, is it Mary Black? Is like the little Scottish, is that who it is? Yeah, uh uh-huh. Is she she Labour? I don't even know, but she's like mega Scottish and like all, because she's so young, like all of these tweets came out that she'd done, but they were just things like, maths is pure shite. And like, I'm so hungover because I had three beers or something like they're all like really what like what everyone would tweet at the age of like 18. Oh I found out she's uh, yeah she's SNP and she's um uh from Paisley. And how old she's young isn't she? She's only 25. Yeah and and if you look at her if you look at her she um she's like not like She's a wee bit scruffy, maybe? Can we say that? Yeah, oh, yeah, she doesn't, like, make a big effort. Yeah. Oh, my God, this picture of her is hilarious. Which one is it? Oh, I don't know how to show you, but it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I think, like, we need more politicians like her because I feel like more people could relate to her, and that's why she's quite successful. Oh, wait, let me read out some tweets. Okay, so there is one that just says, maths is shite. No uh, way. And then there's one woke up beside a can of tenants and half a pizza and more money than I came out with. I call that a success. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. 
started with a few with a few WKDs at Hannah's, and now I'm watching Channel Four OD. What the fuck happened to my night? Laughing face. I love it. Oh, I'm reading them now as well. Um, the nuns can get to fuck. <laughs> fuck me, I'm angry. Bunch of wanks. Oh. Do you think these tweets um, help her, or do you think these are like making her look less professional? I don't know. I I quite like this one, even though it's totally anti-English. But it's like it's coming home. It's coming home. Football's coming home. Is it fuck your wanks? <laughs> Right. That was said ten years ago, right? That was two thousand ten. She she was fifteen. Come on, give her. A I chance. know, I know, I know. I kind of think I think she's like owned it a bit. Oh yeah, huh? Yeah. Um, and in a way, it makes her a bit more relatable. Like, obviously, you wouldn't want someone like that, like leading the country. But obviously, her brain has developed since the age of like fifteen or whenever she tweeted that. <laughs> I think it, it, and it also really highlights the fact that you don't want to be like. If you've got kids who are 16, like, I don't know, you guess you can't say you can't have social media, but like all that stuff will probably be viewable by their employees or the general public if they ever become like a politician or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just think that <clears throat> there is a minimum age for people to be in politics. I don't know what the minimum age is, but there should be a ma- if there's a minimum age, there should be a maximum age because Donald Trump, seventy four. I know he's it is old, but then it, I can see why you'd want an older person, maybe not that old, but like it when you're sort of maybe you're fifty, right? Like that's the normal age. When's retirement age? Oh, by the time we come to retire, it'll be like eighty. <laughs> Retirement age, is that not like 65? Wait, retirement. <clears throat> but anyway, if it like, you've got to have some experience, like a good lump of experience, I think. Like, I wouldn't want a 25 year old leading the country. Do you know what? I, well, see, what I think would be a really good, I don't understand why it's one person. Why is it one person? Why don't it be like a group of people? Well, it kind of is. That's what parliament is, isn't it? I know, but why, but I don't, do you think people need to have one prime minister? Why, why is it one job? I don't know a lot about politics, just to, this is just my view. (laughs) But I almost think, like, I, and I kind of feel like more so in Scotland, because I feel that, um, God, what's her name? (laughs) Nicola Sturgeon? That's the one. I feel like she's I don't know a lot about politics. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I did precast this. So I feel like she's, like, quite hum quite open to people's suggestions like yeah. don't have a massive ego so i think she is very much led like for example in this coronavirus thing by the experts and she's like mm-hmm. just reiterating what they're saying basically mm-hmm. that's that's kind of it and she has to obviously have interest in not just public health and nhs but also the economy and all this stuff so she must have to basically get all the information together and then decide with that information what she's going to do and i generally think she's good at that and in the UK, we're probably quite good at that. But you're right. When you have someone like Donald Trump, who does have a massive ego and who will just be like, oh, I tweeted saying I was going to do this. So now we have to change the law to do it or like something ridiculous. Then that is a massive problem. But if they are literally just a figurehead of, of a party or of like the UK as a whole, and they're making decisions based on what parliament or certain like experts in that field whatever it is are telling them to do Mm -hmm. like that's 
I don't know why it has to be one person, but then maybe that it's an easier way to manage it if it is one person. Yeah. yeah. I think maybe people like that there seems to be one person in charge. Like they like that. It yeah, gives them maybe. like, but I just think that it would be good to have an, an ideal representation of all races, of mm-hmm. all age groups as well, because like a 25 year old is definitely going to have different priorities than a 75 year old. Um, yeah. And then also the fact that 75 year olds are going to die sooner than 25 year olds. 25 year olds have to live with the decisions that 75 year olds make. And that's yeah, why you're like, right. the whole- you are right that like, it, it does seem to be a group of like predominantly old men. Yeah. Mm. Do you know, just going back to Nicola Sturgeon, I'm a fan, right? Putting that out there. I'm a fan of Nicola Sturgeon. So are you. Do you know, you know the whole baby box thing? That was her. And do you know about the baby box? Oh, yeah. That you get sent like a box of stuff. Yeah. Everyone gets it. Liz, it's not no. like you... Means you, tested or anything. It's not means tested. So my sister got it. She's but do you it. think that's a good thing? Yeah. I think it's a great thing. It's but then I, it. oh, like part of me just thinks like, what, you're really rich. And you're probably too snobby, potentially, to use that stuff in that box anyway. Or we'll just buy nicer stuff. Like, I do, like, I don't know like, if it should or shouldn't she, be means tested, but. She, no, she, she thinks it's great and she's used it and it's brilliant. Mm. Yeah, no, uh, but is your sister like a millionaire? No. No, I just mean like, let's say you're earning over 60k a year or something. Like, yeah. maybe then that's the cap and you shouldn't. Like a uh-huh. like quite a high one that would be, but but it's kind of like our proposed three three and a half grand four grand for everyone that's had a period in their life. Yeah, but you're you're only getting back the money that you've spent in that situation. Yeah, yeah. and again, I guess like even that, I'd be up for that being means tested. Oh, I'm, would you? I'm open to that. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, actually, no. I think I think even rich people who have periods should be um given the money we're getting now into a territory where we're discussing like capitalism versus communism versus socialism and i'm not gonna lie ah, it's going over my head <laughs> <I'm scared. laughs> like the other day i was like paul what's it what's socialism uh what no i think i was asking what communism was and then like i still don't know i'm gonna after this podcast i'm gonna go away and google it that's the kind of thing that's like oh my god you don't know what communism is and then you're like okay oh like what is it and people are just like well you know just you know hitler when like that you know like you don't really know either if you can't explain it simply you don't well know it well enough exactly exactly right so our our challenge after this is to go away and learn what these things are and also um think of more unpopular opinions mm. yeah oh These yeah send send us your unpopular opinions yeah uh absolutely i think this has been really interesting we've addressed like five million different topics yeah i mean <laughs> <laughs> we always put the world to right don't we yeah the right yeah before this we were like mm, should we postpone until friday because we don't really have much to talk about and i don't yeah. know how long we've been talking but I don't know how, wait, so we started recording at 20 past 10, it's now 10 to 12, holy. Well, we better get back to work. <laughs> we better get back to work, right, okay. Well, thank you so much for listening, I hope you enjoyed. 
Hope you enjoyed and have a lovely week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.